Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online knows you might not be able to get out to a game this year, but you can still get in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head on over to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. <laughs> and we thought it was bad last week down in Tennessee. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back, the Week 10 Review, Bear Up and Bear Down episode of the Bears Talk Underground. What a disaster last night was. Taking on a defense that was giving up over 400 yards of total offense week in and week out for the first nine weeks of the season. We walked out with 149 for ourselves. So that's, uh, yeah. That's, oh boy, that's our season in a nutshell. So, um, yeah, we got bear ups and bear downs, and uh, let's go ahead and get this over with as quickly as possible. It's the Week 10 Bear Up and Bear Down episode of the Bear Stock Underground, so let's just get it over with. We're all hoping that last Sunday's visit down to Nashville and uh, the debacle against the Titans would be our rock bottom. You know, we had a piecemeal offensive line literally thrown together, ravaged by injuries and COVID and and everything in between. Uh, You know, we could not get anything going uh, offensively uh, until the game was well in, 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 in hand. Uh, for the Titans and uh, the final score uh, did not tell the story of the Titans overall dominance uh, in this football game or in that football game uh, I should say but um, you know you didn't think it could get any worse returning home uh, against the team we traditionally beat in our home stadium Uh, Kirk Cousins 0-9 in his career on Monday Night Football uh, you know, we would have another week under our belts to get some guys back, hopefully uh, on the offensive line to at least raise the level of of talent that we had out there. We had a lot of things going for it. And even though I was glass half empty the entire week because <laughs> they've just broken me up to this point, I did like our chances of winning this football game and getting off of the uh, off of the schneid here. But uh, instead, you know, what we thought was rock bottom last week was just the warm up act because this was definitely rock bottom or please, God, let this be rock bottom. Please don't let rock bottom be two weeks from now when Aaron Rodgers kicks our dick in on Sunday night football. Okay, please. Let that be some kind of competitive contest 
win or lose, you know, like even if, if we have to lose a fifth straight game, which is most likely at this point, uh, please let it be a competitive contest. Okay, just don't let it be this unmitigated embarrassment that we've had to endure for the last two weeks on the offensive side of the ball. Like I read a tweet uh, just before I started recording that said, we've got a double-digit win defense playing with a single-digit win offense. I mean, we're, 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 we, we've got like a 12-4 and four defense, and we've got like a 4-12 and 12 offense right now. And the 4-12 and 12 offense is winning the battle. You know, and it's not going to be like last year where a 12 win defense and a four win offense got us eight wins. We'll be lucky at this point to get eight wins. In fact, we'll be lucky at this point to win another game, even though we have one win uh, Jacksonville and two win Houston on our schedule. Those, you know, I'm not liking our chances in either of those games either. You know, we got the Detroit revenge game and we got two games with Aaron Rodgers and one more with the Vikings in Minnesota after this. And it's just none of it looks good. None of it looks good. And they'll probably close be be close games because our defense is awesome. And we'll, we'll probably be losing, you know, 13 to seven games because our offense can't get out of its own way. And uh, it, it's, it's just pathetic thing to watch. Uh, last night and the best part my two favorite things one it was on national television so everyone got to watch and two we were wearing those goddamn orange jerseys I just oh, I want to eat a gun every time I see those things I hate those jerseys so not only did we play terrible we looked awful all at the same time so and if you like those orange jerseys fuck you okay I'm seriously I'm over it I'm completely just done with the orange jerseys. 0-2 in the orange jerseys this year. Make a case for them now, okay? Please, go ahead. I didn't think so. So let's go ahead and and dive into this thing and uh, get to our uh, bear ups and bear downs so I can get on with my life uh, and uh, <laughs> we can just close the book on this and, uh, you know, just get to it. Uh, let's start with the guy that made that managed to make both lists this week. Uh, bear up to Anthony Miller. You know, made some uh, made some nice catches this week. Also, uh, you know, filled in admirably as our punt returner uh, when Dwayne Harris, uh, who is uh, adamant about catching every punt, dropped one. And uh, we'll talk about him in a little bit. But uh, did great. Did actually did a great job as our punt returner. I'm thinking that uh, with how quickly the trigger was pulled on Dwayne Harris as our punt returner after his mistake, uh, that might be his gig for the rest of the season. So um, I know we probably hadn't trotted him out there up to that point, like during the whole Ted Ginn uh, experiment, uh, to try to keep him healthy and you know keep everyone on uh, on offense as safe as possible but uh that might be a foregone conclusion now so i don't know if that was just a a lesson and we put Dwayne harris on timeout and uh we'll get him back out there or if anthony miller it's it's his gig to lose from now on so but uh either way bear up to anthony miller for stepping up in in uh, in short on short notice and in the punt return game and some decent returns uh in there uh as well 
and uh, bear down to Anthony Miller for the way he started this game. You know, first first play on offense uh, for the Bears. Uh, number one, uh, Bill Lazor was not endearing himself to Bear fans around the world on first down in the first possession because what's the first play call? That stupid-ass quick screen to the wide receiver on just where Nick Foles snaps the ball, boom, throws the ball right up. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Out to the, in, into the flat to the wide receiver. Why was that an issue? Well, because uh, Anthony Miller allowed himself to be Josh Normand, shot-putted into poor Darnell Mooney. And uh, our first down play ends up going for a loss. I mean, if Mooney got back to the line of scrimmage, that would be a miracle. Uh, And then on second down, Anthony Miller wide open across the middle of the field. Uh, Nick Foles uh, had a nice pocket to step up into, so he did. Delivered a strike down the middle of the field. Now, in Anthony Miller's defense, the throw was not perfect. However, it was there and it hit Anthony Miller in the hands. Okay, now when you're in the NFL, if it hits you in the hands, you got to catch it. Not only did he not catch it, he deflected it perfectly into the air so that it could land in the hands of Harrison Smith for the Vikings for an interception. So, hooray. And, you know, it's, like I said, the throw wasn't perfect, but... Come on, man. Can you have a worse two starting plays uh, in a football game? Because that interception resulted in the touchdown that was ultimately the difference in this game. The Vikings had a short uh, field after our defense generated a turnover on Minnesota's opening drive. So we were actually, uh, you know, trying to get the offense going after uh, scoring a turnover. Uh, and, and, And instead, Anthony Miller does the poorest blocking job in the history of uh, screen passes, and then on the second play deflects the ball nicely into the air for Harrison Smith to pick it off, and then the Vikings put that into the end zone. So, yeah, just a disastrous start to Anthony Miller, and he's had too too many moments like that, you know, and this is the perfect example of an Anthony Miller, of how Anthony Miller's season is going. 
Okay, usually there's a hot game and a cold game. Well, Anthony Miller had a cold start, and I would give him a, a hot finish with the way that he resulted in the uh, uh, with the punt return game and, and some of the catches that he made uh, later on uh, in the game. So worthy of both lists uh, this year or this week, I should say, I should say for sure. Uh, bear up to Roquan Smith. You know, I, I, it's every announcer is saying it for every game that we played this year. Roquan Smith is having a a monster, monster year for us. Um, you know, unfortunately, it's for the most part going to be go uh, un unnoticed in uh, because of the uh, the disaster that is the offensive line and how it's being overshadowed. Uh, the defense is being overshadowed by our offense and in the worst way possible. Uh, but Roquan's been been a warrior for us, and you know the last few weeks, especially, you know he's uh, really coming in uh, to his own to the point where, uh, you know, he might be playing himself out of Chicago because why in his right mind would he want to stay here when that offense is on the other side? I'm gonna go someplace where I can make my money and win football games. So, yeah, we could be uh, we could be playing ourselves right out of the Roquan Smith sweepstakes uh in a couple of years because we'll no doubt pick up his fifth year option there's no doubt we're gonna pick that up so we got him for at least the next two years but if if i were roquan smith i'd certainly be planning uh you know the bears have two years to get it together otherwise you know franchise me all you want i'm not signing anything i'm going somewhere else so uh but another stellar game from roquan bear up to akeem hicks um you know, the, for for some reason, they named him like Dalvin Cook's number one nemesis on the Bears, and you kind of saw that playing out throughout the game. The, I mean, Roquan, uh, excuse me, uh, Dalvin Cook was um, uh, Dalvin Cook was was a non-factor pretty much the entire football game. You know, he ended up with ninety-six yards. He racked up a lot of those yards late uh, in the football game after. Akeem Hicks, uh, you know, uh, hurt his hamstring late in the third. I think it was like the last play of the third quarter. Uh, Akeem Hicks running after Cousins comes up lame and uh, exits the uh, exits the football game and, and didn't come back. And it was on that drive that all of a sudden the Vikings are able to move the football running. And, and uh, you know, Dalvin Cook, who, you know, got a like a five-yard carry here, four-yard carry there. So, like, all of a sudden was getting chunks uh, and things like that, and was able to, I think, rack up a, about 96 yards rushing, and he got most of those after, after uh, Akeem Hicks was was gone uh, from the football game. But uh, you know, it was another typical Dalvin Cook versus the Bears performance, thanks to Akeem Hicks and his efforts uh, early on in the football game. And it's unfortunate that he got hurt, and we had to lose him for that last quarter. Um, you know, who knows what we could have been able to do uh, then. And um, hopefully he's fine and the bye week is all the time that he needs to recover and, and get him back out there. Uh, bear down. Buster screen. The Vikings scored two touchdowns on offense this week and uh, both of them were by Adam Thielen and both of them were being covered uh, by Buster screen. Now the first one, was in my opinion another Titans uh, touchdown, where it was great throw, great catch, 
nothing, you know, that's the NFL, that's going to happen. Not much Buster Screen could have done uh, on that play. Same thing with, with the first Adam Thielen touchdown. Uh, the only thing that Screen really needed to do was, was turn his head around and look for the football. But, uh, you know, otherwise it was a, a dime of a throw from Cousins and a one-handed great catch from, from Thielen. That's hard to defend. However, the second one was just he sat there on, on his heels and waited for Thielen to make his cut and waited for Cousins to start to throw the football before he reacted, and he was about three steps too late trying to defend Adam Thielen's touchdown that was ultimately the game winner. So, uh, And, and th- there were other examples of that throughout the evening. It seemed like whenever uh, Minnesota needed a big catch to extend a drive and things like that, it was Buster Screen that they were throwing the football against Justin Jefferson their rookie wide receiver had like 150 yards receiving and a lot of them were against Buster Screen not a good performance uh from Buster uh who I think is an outstanding nickel corner but picked a hell of a night uh to have his worst performance uh of the year uh bear up to Brent Urban guys long overdue to be on this list he's been an outstanding uh reserve lineman's gonna see a lot more duty uh now that uh, Roy Robertson Harris is done for the year and could see even more now. Actually, he could become a starter if uh, if Akeem Hicks is going to miss any time uh, with that hamstring injury. But the guy's been an absolute stud for us, especially against the run, but is definitely also a very good pass rusher uh, as well. So bear up to Brent Urban. Another great performance for him uh, last night. Let's get to some of the obvious ones here. Bear down to the right side of our offensive line. Jermaine Afidi, Rashad Coward. I swear to fucking Christ, I do not understand why Rashad Coward gets, keeps getting shoved out there. I don't get it. I mean, honestly, man, I know Afidi was better at guard than he was at tackle in Seattle. However... We signed Eric Cush this week. He was active and on the main roster for the game last night. So why not put a feedy out at right tackle and put Eric Cush in there at guard and get Rashad the coward off the fucking field? I mean, what has to happen now? What has to happen in order for us to get rid of Rashad Coward? Am I going to have to go to Chicago and kill him? Is that what it's going to take for Rashad Coward to never see the field in a bear uniform again? I mean, seriously. Do I have to kill him? Is that what's going to take for us to get rid of Rashad Coward? I mean, how much worse does the guy have to play in order to get taken off the field? I don't understand. I don't get it. I really can't wrap my head around it. Okay? Every time that there was some kind of breakdown on the offensive line, Rashad Coward was being shoved into Nick Foles. Jermaine Afidi was with his fucking head down again, you know, swinging gate, just letting guys right through and wondering why we only ran for about 35 yards uh, rushing uh, last night again. I mean, it is pathetic. The left side, we got Cody Whitehair back last night. Alex Bars was our left guard. Charles Leno, of course, at left tackle. As far as I could tell, the left side of the offensive line was fine. From the center to the left tackle, were fine. Were they great? No, they weren't. But 
that wasn't a glaring weakness like we see week in and week out with Afidi and with with Rashad Coward. I mean, Rashad Coward especially. I don't understand. I don't get it. Honestly, somebody in in like if it's a good thing, it is a good thing that I'm not a beat reporter for the Bears because I would verbally assault Matt Nagy to demand an answer on why this guy is still out there. He was terrible when, for whatever reason, we chose him over Alex Bars to be our left guard when James Daniels got hurt in the Tampa Bay game, which, by the way, Rashad Coward was not the first guy off the bench. Alex Bars was and played pretty well in that Tampa Bay game, so you figure he's our starting left guard. But no, we throw Rashad Coward out there for whatever reason. He was horrible in that game against Carolina and has been consistently shit ever since and yet he's out there and only in desperate situations like the injuries and COVID that the Bears offensive line has been struck with does a guy like Alex Bars get his chance uh, out there on the field but you know we keep Rashad trotting Rashad Coward out there like he's something special or a diamond in the rough you know or like a baseball player just got to get him some at bats and he'll improve no 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 he's garbage Okay, might as well just put him back on the defensive line, you know, because maybe that's where he was really going to really excel because an offensive lineman, he is not. And yet we keep putting him out there and wondering why our offense struggles. This guy is a main reason why we struggle so mightily on offense. And Jermaine Defiti, I got no excuse for this guy. He's just a bust. He's not an NFL uh, offensive lineman. You know, he's just not so. The Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online knows you might not be able to get out to a game this year, but you can still get in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head on over to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Support for the Bear Stock Underground also comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision, precision engineer tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. And I'm talking, of course, about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer cuts on your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as using on your balls. That's just nasty. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put this deodorant on your armpits, so why aren't you putting it on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls do stink. Speaking of sweaty, stinky balls, I am thankful for their Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keep your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. And... <laughs> 
Boy, they really paint a really great picture of what's going on down there, don't they? And these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day long. It's time to upgrade those uh, overused pair of boxers in Manscaped high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Tis the season to Manscaped to get yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends, the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Your balls will thank you. And with that, let's get back to the show. (laughs) Anyway, bear up. Cairo Santos continues to get it done for us. I mean, granted, one of his field goals attempts was from 23 yards out, but that's not his fault. That's the offense's fault for not being able to close the deal. Another thing that's plaguing our offense is uh, we might have the best red zone defense in football, but we easily have the worst red zone offense in the NFL. If there is one that's worse than us, God help them and that fan base. But, uh, you know, he put a 42-yarder through the uprights, made his extra points, um, or made his one extra point, I should say. And, um, you know, Eddie Pinero, is that what's last? I I don't know. We don't have him anymore. Um, Bear down to Dwayne Harris. You know, I think the reason that Nagy and or Chris Tabor, our special teams coordinator, pulled the trigger so quickly on Dwayne Harris after he muffed that punt was because it really, it single-handedly killed the Bears. It absolutely did. There's plenty of blame to go around. There's plenty of poor performances to look at, uh, to to feed into uh, last night's um, outcome. However, at that moment in the game, it was literally the worst thing he could have done. The worst thing. Because we start the second half with Cordero Patterson's kickoff return for a touchdown, and just like that, we're winning the football game. We got free points and it was, you know, you've, you've been hearing me talk about it for weeks now. That boost, that spark that the whole team needed, the whole team rallied around. Look at that. Go back and look at Cordell Patterson's touchdown run. Look at the sideline going absolutely apeshit on the sideline. He's running down, you know, once he got past the kicker and it was obvious he was going to score. The sideline was beside itself. That's how excited and how happy and how uplifted that they were. We kick the ball off to uh, Minnesota. They go three and out. It's not even funny how fast we get the ball back. You know, like the defense is charged. The defense is juiced. We got after him. We're getting the football back. Dalvin Cook, who? The whole nine yards. They punt the ball to us, and then this dickhead does the try and like a run into the football, takes his eyes off of it because somebody is barreling down on him. The ball hits him in the chest, rolls about five yards in front of him where it's easily scooped up by the Vikings. Ball game over because we did nothing after that. The offense, unfortunately, did not get a chance to build on the vibe that was brewing after Cordero Patterson's uh, kickoff return You know, because the defense right away 
goes in, smashes the Vikings, three and out. We're getting the football back. Here we go. Now the offense has got this spark, this whole thing, the sideline is buzzing. Then that happens. It absolutely killed the momentum. It killed the vibe, everything, which is why I think that Dwayne Harris got punished more than anything. He made a poor decision and made the biggest mistake he could make at the absolute worst time. And I don't know if it's going to cost him his job. I don't know if he's done in Chicago, but he was done for the evening. We never saw him again. Like, I don't even think I saw him on the sidelines after that. So for his sake, I hope he got hurt. <laughs> that would explain what, what happened. You know, I don't know. But um, all things being equal, he got benched. We never saw him again. And Anthony Miller filled in very, very well uh, as the punt returner. So I don't know if Dwayne Harris is done. Um, as he goes from being the hero one week uh, because he did everything Dwayne or that Ted Ginn refused to do, or if uh, and then the goat the following. So, but that moment, his muff punt absolutely murdered the Bears because we never recovered from it. We honestly never recovered. The defense came out, and you know the, the Vikings went three and out once again, and we salvaged a field goal. So it's thirteen to ten but who knows we'll never know like I said the offense never got a chance to kind of build on the momentum that Cordero Patterson's kickoff return and the defense's quick three and out uh afforded us we we never got a chance and we'll never know because Dwayne Harris single-handedly killed it all absolutely murdered it and we like I said we never recovered from that moment we it just never happened it was uh it was done, you know. Dwayne Harris's muff killed the vibe. So, bear down, Dwayne Harris. I hope you're not cut, dude, uh, honestly. Um, but <laughs> I'm not going to be surprised at all if that's what happens. All right, let's see. What else we got? Bear up, Khalil Mack. A rare Khalil Mack interception. Another heads-up play, which is what Khalil Mack does, man. The guy just makes... Uh, you know, this is, is, is awesome at making something out of nothing. Like I said, he drops back into coverage, which every Bear fan hates to see, especially on passing downs. And, uh, you know, goes and uh, I think Adam Thielen heard the footsteps. He saw or heard Khalil Mack come in. And instead of catching the ball with his hands, let it try to get into his body. It bobbles up into the air. Khalil Mack scoops it up, runs it back, gets the Bears into really good uh, field position. And, uh, yeah, of course, we were like three plays later, we're kicking a field goal. So outstanding job from the offense there. But, uh, you know, Khalil Mack didn't get any sacks yesterday. He was a menace, though, and made a huge play that uh, got the offense, uh, um, you know, some help. And, like I said, you know, did a lot of the heavy lifting by uh, with that with that interception return to get the Bears into – uh, decent field position, at, you know, to try to put some uh, points on the board and extend our lead uh, against the uh, Vikings. But uh, actually, it wasn't extending our lead; it was uh, making it seven to six just before halftime. So, <sighs> anyway, bear down to Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson is one of my favorite players on this team, but he this year has been one of the worst tacklers that this unit has, okay? I don't know what it is. If, if he's like, remember I talked a few weeks ago 
about us being a little bit less aggressive on defense because we were just coming in too hot. We're flying right past guys and things like that. Eddie Jackson is a terrible tackler, or at least the 2020 Eddie Jackson is a terrible tackler. You know, I don't know what it, you know, he's either making the wrong decision about going after the ball instead of tackling the guy and giving up yards that he doesn't need to, or he he's coming in, he's flying in uh, from out of nowhere, overrunning uh, the play, or he's just flat out not tackling guys in the open field. You know, gotten gr- granted, uh, one of his worst defenses was Kyle Rudolph on the uh, on the, the the play that basically sealed the game uh, for the Vikings. Uh, Kirk Cousins hits Kyle Rudolph on on a uh, on a play action uh, play there right after the two minute warning uh, to get the Vikings a key first down, which ensured that at the very least the Bears would have as little time as possible to try to score, which is exactly what happened. But it could have been a game that was about 8 to 10 yards shorter than it was because Eddie Jackson just with a piss-poor effort in trying to tackle uh, Kyle Rudolph. And this has been something Eddie's been doing all year. He's been one of the worst tacklers. You know, like I said, he's either coming too hot and he completely misses the guy or he puts his head down and tries to, you know, try to rope somebody in or he's that guy that's trying to punch the ball out instead of making the tackle. I mean, it just... It's been uh, something that he's been doing all season long, and last night it was glaring uh, what he was doing. So I got a, I got him holding accountable for it. He was terrible uh, last night. In, in key moments, we need Eddie, Eddie Jackson to make a tackle. He was not doing it. So, yeah, bear down, Eddie Jackson. I hate to do it, man, but you deserve it. Uh, and finally, uh, bear down to Nick Foles. <sighs> Boy. He was bad last night. 106 yards passing, granted. Offensive line doing him no favors, but, uh, yeah, there were some throws last night that, uh, you know, that last throw to Anthony Miller right before the two-minute warning uh, was was our last best shot to take the lead, especially since a touchdown. Uh, we, we get an extra point. We're winning this football game uh, at the end there. But uh, instead – just just too much uh you know fingertips uh, over over anthony miller and um but overall just a horrible game uh from him you know the interception that he threw was not his fault i put that on anthony miller way more than i put it on on nick Foles. but um you know just a just a terrible performance and then he put the cherry on top by getting hurt uh, at the end of it so no word yet on how serious the injuries are, how much time it's going to cost him. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we might be seeing the return of Mitch Trubisky. Let's see if he's ready after the bye uh, with the shoulder injury to, to, to go uh, against Green Bay. Uh, might be the best thing with this offensive line of ours that, uh, you know, Trubisky, who is a bit more fleet of foot than Nick Foles, uh, might be a, a better option for us in, in that aspect. But uh, we'll have to uh, have to wait and see on that. But Foles was terrible uh, last night. And then last but not least, bear up to Cordero Patterson, who was also our most valuable bear uh, this week. That kickoff return to start the football game was like, you know, you could, like I said, you, you could see it was just that moment that you could tell the team really, really needed that they really needed it like i said the whole sideline is going bananas 
everybody's jumping up and down guys are running alongside him you know on the sidelines screaming hollering jumping it was like a bunch of five-year-olds on the sideline when eddie when excuse me when cordell runs that one back you know the jubilation on the sidelines i mean it really could have been that moment that turned things around and then Dwayne harris comes in and, and murders it uh, a few plays later but without that kickoff return we don't we're not in the game at the end we don't have a shot at some kind of desperate last minute touchdown uh, or anything like that without him and that pick in that return not to mention he was a key focus of the offense for the first half of the game uh anyway um you know he he ran the ball decent i guess i don't know with our offensive line who can really tell but uh you know the kickoff return more than anything without that moment without those points it's not a 1913 nail biter um for the bears it is a 19 to 6 embarrassment that you know everybody just put one behind my ear put me out of my misery but um you know other candidates for mvb obviously roquan smith another stellar defensive uh performance and that was basically it so but uh anywho cordell patterson our most valuable bear this week that's going to wrap up bear up and bear down for week number 10 Come on back tomorrow for the uh, deep dive review, which um, is probably not going to be pretty. Uh, we'll have our, our uh, knee-jerk reactions. And we can finally put, you know, just close the book. And hopefully this bye week will, will take us into something different. You know, maybe in another couple of weeks for, for Bill Lazor. Uh, to, to maybe kind of put his own little thing or his own spin on the offense together because it really I, I know that laser was calling the plays but he was calling Matt Nagy's plays and I'm not trying to put that on Nagy more than laser I'm just saying the game didn't look like that it was that much different you know I was saying the knee-jerk reactions it looks like lasers mixing it up a little bit more with with like different personnel because we had like four different guys run the football uh, you know and everything but it's just it looked like the same offense, and in fact, it was the worst performance we've had all year. So um, didn't look like a whole lot changed no matter who was calling the place. But uh, maybe after a couple of weeks, maybe, you know, putting his own game plan together, we could see something a little bit different. Maybe we get some more guys back, and maybe it's a little bit more cohesive. I don't know. We'll have to see. Hope springs eternal for the last six games going into that uh, Sunday nighter against the uh, Packers. So... Anyway, come on back for the deep dive review uh, tomorrow. And then on uh, Friday, we're going to take a little bit of a, we're going to take a day off this week. Come back on Friday. Myself and Lauren Cox will give you the uh, first half, if you will, review of the season. You guys know that's always a long conversation between myself and Lauren. We will cover the first 10 games and what we hope to see, but most likely will not see in the last six for this season to mercifully come <laughs> to an end oh man but uh anyway you got that to look forward to we got the deep dive review tomorrow and then on friday myself and lauren cox will uh have our bi-week discussion uh that we usually have i look forward to it regardless of how the bears uh, are playing because it's always a fun fun time talking bears uh with lauren so we got that to look forward to um but um 
Yeah, so come on back tomorrow. Deep Dive Review for week number 10. Close the book on this disaster. And until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Bears Talk Underground.